Limitless Wrestling fans, it's another edition of the Limitless Wrestling Podcast. Coming to your ears on location this week, not in my normal gear, so hopefully everything sounds okay. But join joining me this week, as he is every time here on the Limitless Wrestling Podcast, Mr. Randy Carver. Randy, what's going on? What's going on, man? Uh, I'm sitting in the middle of a thunderstorm, actually, so I'm um, really? hoping everything's going to come in clear on both of our ends, but... Uh, a highly anticipated podcast coming today. Not only by me, John, you saw the response on Twitter just in 20 minutes. People stoked about Eric Greenleaf being on the pod today. You asked for questions. Damn right. For Eric Greenleaf. And did you see the question that I asked? Uh, it was something to the effect of why are you doing this to me? I believe. Yeah, that was the question. So it's for the hits, John. I bet this is going to be a very, uh, very highly listened to podcast. I can't believe this is happening. But yes, our, I won't even say special guest, our guest this week <laughs> on the podcast, Limitless Wrestling senior official, Eric Greenleaf. You guys wanted it. I don't know why, but you did. And here we are. Eric Greenleaf is going to be joining us here on the Limitless Wrestling Podcast on this edition here. And we're going to talk about things with him. I, I don't even know what we're going to talk about with him. We're going to be talking shop. I, I don't know either. I think it's this is just like a, it might get an heated. interesting ride that I wanted to take us down with this podcast. I think it's going to be uh, pretty fun. It might get heated. Oh, I'm, I'm ready for that. I'm ready for that. I know you and Greenleaf have some fireworks sometimes. Ugh, sometimes, all the times. I wouldn't even trust him to light off a firework. He'd light himself up. That's quite possible. I'm just saying. And we're talking about some other stuff here. Um, but you and I were having a conversation off air, and it's something that I've been very vocal about uh, since all of this stuff with the pandemic has happened. I've been very vocal about this on social media. And it seems like it's hitting a little close to home here. And, and, and I'm just going to call it out for what it is. If any independent promotion out there, or wrestling promotion in general, be it WWE, AEW, MLW, ROH, whatever it may be, is not mandating talent be tested for COVID-19 at least a day before a show, if not the day of, they are being irresponsible to everyone, not just the performers, but the audience as well. And I've seen this happen in a few states lately. And I'm quite frankly, I'm done with it, Randy. I'm, I'm angry about it. It's irresponsible. It pisses me off. And I'm proud that Limitless is doing things the right way. I guess this is your chance to kind of tell everyone what Limitless is doing in preparation for the Vacation Land Cup here. But I'm, I, I just, I needed to get that off my chest, man. I'm, I'm angry about it. That's understandable. I mean, uh, the problem becomes like you're you're putting wrestlers like it's tough to do any live shows anywhere right now. And you're you're putting wrestlers in front of people, um, sometimes not requiring any testing whatsoever for people traveling. Uh, and that gets tough. I mean, you have to follow local guidelines. And I think just for the safety of not only your wrestlers, if you're having fans, your crew, uh, anyone who's at the establishment of where you're putting something on. Um, obviously for the vacation land cup, I don't know if we've like said this outright, but it's not, 
uh, open to the public. This is a taping that we're doing to present later. Uh, we are requiring negative tests for all competitors, everyone who's going to be in the building that day, um, because we're just like, there's no reason to take a risk right now. We're trying to do everything as safely as possible while still moving forward. And uh, it, it just, it's going to kill it for everybody else when you have people not taking the proper precautions and then something's just bound to happen. And we've seen it time and time again, your area now, our area up here. Uh, and I feel like once a week on Twitter, you see something blow up about it and it's a different show in a different part of the country. And um, it's just tough to navigate right now. I understand that. Like it's, this has been the most difficult time to, keep limitless wrestling relevant and i'm sure any promoter any wrestler is feeling the same kind of uh anxiety of being forgotten about or just really just unsure what the next step is supposed to be and uh i think i i know that from the students you know talking to the students our school is obviously closed right now um and fuck like it's just it's so difficult to even stay motivated sometimes right now but um doing things without the proper precaution, without following state guidelines is just going to put us so far backwards, um, not only in the wrestling community, but just in our communities. And and is it worth it to put on a show in front of 20 people? <laughs> Fuck no. Like, with, that's why, so to answer some questions, like, that's why we've waited so long, even when things... Maine was one of the best states in the country as it pertained to coronavirus for quite some time. And we were getting a lot of questions because uh, there were promotions around here who did, you know, there, there were a couple that went off without a hitch that were good outdoor spaced out events over the summer. Um, my biggest thing was that it's to run uh, like a proper let's wrestler or a proper limitless show. That's not um, taking a few steps back in terms of quality to be able to do that, we needed to get to a certain point uh, capacity-wise to be allowed and via state guidelines to make it worth it. So I can't, like, I just don't know how some of these promotions are doing it right now because I look back, it was tough before. Uh, sometimes when you're, you know, selling out Yarmouth or we're, you know, putting 150-plus in Orono, sometimes that's tough because of the roster that we have and what we're doing. Now, some people are doing it for, what, 30, 40, 50 fans. I just don't know how it's affordable, but, um, you know, I don't know, man. Promoters got to go over at the end of the night, Randy. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what I've been saying. I, I, know. I want wrestling back just as bad as anyone else. Like, I think about it every fucking day because, you know, this was our lives. This was a lot of people's lives, everything that they did every single weekend. Um, day by day was surrounded by wrestling. And now, like, uh, I don't even know when the next time we're going to be able to have, like, a legitimate show with, with any fans there. It's just, it seems like um, it, it's so hard to even put together a safe, you know, following all state guidelines taping. I can't imagine even thinking of, like, doing that as it pertains to a show with fans. You know what I mean? This have is, this have any of the recent card. changes affected how you're putting together the Vacation Land Cup? Has what? I missed have, any, have, have any of the recent changes affected how you're putting together the Vacation Land Cup? Not particularly. I was kind of, I, I went a little stricter than state guidelines 
were as it stands anyway, um, because we weren't uh, allowing any other people except for competitors and crew into the building that day. And that's just how it stands. Um, the restrictions haven't like Maine has changed a few restrictions, but it wasn't anything that we weren't requiring already. If that makes sense. We're, we're as, as of now, I mean, shit could change. It's fuck. What is it? Monday, the 23rd is we're recording this. By the time the show is actually taped, something could change. You know what I mean? And any, anything could happen. The card is subject to change more than ever with us with something like this. Cause there's just such an unknown, but um, you know, we're going to try to push through and make it happen. Well, as of right now, we have three entrants in the Vacation Land Cup. We were doing some speculation last week. Two, I think, all Limitless fans probably could have expected to be in this, but one totally out of left field. Let's get to it, Randy. Let's talk about the first name you announced. How did Lee find his way into the Vacation Land Cup? Well, uh, Lee Moriarty is someone that we've had our eye on for quite some time. Um, we had plans to start using him over the summer and into the fall. Uh, obviously, that didn't work out, but I'm uh, very happy to finally get something set up. I think he's one of the best wrestlers on the planet right now. Uh, highly regarded as one of the best technical wrestlers in North America. I would seek out some of his work uh, in AIW, GCW. He did a lot during the collective weekend, and that's all yes, been uploaded. Uh, that's on IWTV now as of, I think, this past weekend. So check some of that out. Uh, a killer match with Mike Outlaw as well. Um, just, I, I think people are really going to be taken by him. I think he's one of those guys who's going to make an immediate impact upon debut. And, I mean, he really could. He could go all the way to the top and we could start uh, the next step of Limitless Wrestling, the next chapter uh, into 2021 with a new champion. And uh, it's going to be very interesting to have debuts now that are not in front of fans. So it's literally going to be the social media reaction that tells it all. But um, a big opportunity on the horizon for the debuting apex of combat, Lee Moriarty. He is really a fascinating pro wrestler to watch. And he's only been doing it for four or five years at this point, I think. Yeah, very uh, new to the scene still. Mm -hmm. And he really only blew up over the past, I, I would say, eight to ten months is when uh, really everyone started paying attention. So the start of the year, really, just before the pandemic hit, he was picking up so much steam and uh, was poised to have a big WrestleMania weekend. He still ended up having uh, a number of matches at the Collective. So if you want to get a good look at him, check those out. He's someone who could become a staple in Limitless, so that's that's exciting news. Based out of, uh, is he out of Pittsburgh? Yes, he's, uh, okay. he's out of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Same comes up with the same crew as Sean Phoenix, Andrew Palace, who you may have seen on the road thus far. Um, so a, a good crew of people in that area. Then we got Ace Romero. This is someone who I think just about everybody expected to be in the Vacation Land Cup. And Ace recently announced that he's moved back to Maine. So what a homecoming this would be for him to win. Yes, uh, he could be the first Mainer to hold the Limitless World Championship. It's only been MJF from New York, Anthony Green from Massachusetts thus far. Uh, Romero actually moving home as of today. Today's his first day back in the Pine Tree State. Uh, happy to have him, excited, excited to see him in a couple weeks. Uh, but fuck, like, the, he's wanted to be the man here for quite some time. And that's, that's legitimate. I think that he, he's always been around the title picture. It's just never come to fruition for him 
And uh, this is a big opportunity. This is his second Vacation Land Cup. He was in the very finals last year, losing to Anthony Green, was in the final two. Uh, now with Anthony Green gone, uh, he's got an opening to the top. He had a triple, triple threat match earlier this year. Christian Casanova also involved, and that's who we're talking about next, the top talent who I know you're excited to see in this tournament, John. Uh, he's my formidable pick to win this thing, and I don't even know the rest of the field. I think Christian Casanova is the man, and I think he was – ready to break out and be the guy in Limitless Wrestling before all this stuff went down. So I think now is the time for him to take advantage of that opportunity, seize it, and prove to everyone what we all thought he was capable of doing. I mean, he was, we said it, I think, last week, legitimately one victory away from one-on-one opportunity against Anthony Green for the World Championship. He had to go through Daniel Garcia. That was going to be on our Cause for Alarm show, which ended up getting canceled. Uh, he's come back, kind of found his groove once again on the road. He's 2-0 and thus far. Victories over Davian and Rip Bison. So uh, definitely throwing himself into deep water as soon as he got back and in preparation for this tournament. I think we're going to see him actually uh, in a couple weeks on the road leading up to the Cup. So pay attention to that as well. But uh, Christian looking to ride a wave of momentum heading to the Cup. We still have five entrants to go. Uh, I believe when we talk next week, we will probably know the entire field by that point, if not missing one. So um, we'll be able to kind of give a full breakdown next week. I'll tell you what, you just mentioned Davia, and I want to give her a shout out real quick because I think that girl has stepped up her game big time in the past year or so. Absolutely. Uh, I, I look back even to uh, the start of the pandemic where she wrestled Anthony Green uh, just before the shutdown that's available on youtube.com slash limitless wrestling, uh, her limitless championship opportunity, a hell of a match. And then really throughout the road, fine tuning her skills, a lot of victories picked up along the way. And uh, I, I would not be shocked if you see her in action on the vacation land cup as well. Well, that'd be great. Cause we haven't seen too much of her on limitless wrestling. We see her a lot in let's wrestle. So it'd be very exciting to see her get that, that stage to show what she can do. First ever Let's Wrestle champ. Yes, very true. Her and Calvin Strangeman had some great stuff in Let's yeah, Wrestle. I, I really like the title match that they have, and I miss Calvin Strange. Want to give a shout out? Uh, I'd like to get him on the podcast sometime soon and shoot the shit. But where uh, where is he right now? He is just chilling, working, and staying out of the public eye as much as possible. Yeah, taking everything that. very seriously, and good on him. Well, we do have an announcement regarding the Vacation Land Cup here, and Randy has talked about this, and we talked about this, how without ticket sales and typical merch-buying situations for these shows, it's hard to provide income for these wrestlers and to find a way to ensure that we can put on shows in the future. So we're going to be doing some cool things with this show in addition to obviously purchasing the stream on IWTV. What else are fans going to be able to do to help out these wrestlers? So as the card continues to be announced, um, there's opportunities to sponsor anyone involved with the show. So if you'd like to sponsor a wrestler, a referee, a ring announcer, um, anyone who is uh, you know coming in, getting a booking for this event, you're welcome to do so. You can DM us on Twitter or email sponsorvlc at yahoo.com. 
Uh, we're not giving out any rates of anyone. So it's literally just, we're going to provide you with a list of who's available to still sponsor. Uh, I believe actually out of the three right now, only Ace Romero is available to sponsor. We've already had a sponsor come forward for Lee Moriarty and for Christian Casanova. Um, so as, as more get announced, we'll be, we'll be having, we'll be adding them to the list. Um, you can inquire either DM email. We'll send you that list. You can send any amount you'd like, um, pick whoever you want off that list and it'll go right to them until their rate is filled. Uh, once it is filled, we're going to move on to the next person essentially. So we'll, we'll fill them as we go. If, and obviously like if, uh, if someone does not get sponsored, it does not mean that they're not getting paid. We're going to cover the rest of whatever does not get sponsored, but uh, we're just putting the opportunity out there. If you want to help make these shows happen, um, if we have a lot of sponsors come forward, it's obviously something we can look forward to and do more things like this. But um, I at least wanted to put something together uh, for the end of the year for limitless wrestling fans to keep the tradition of the cup alive. And uh, I'm excited for this. That email address, sponsorvlc at yahoo.com. If anyone wants to get in on that, and as we said, streaming on IWTV. What's the promo code, Randy? Limitless. Um, if you don't have an account, this is going to be streaming exclusively on IWTV Saturday, December 19th. Time is coming. Um, you can use that promo code Limitless. Sign up. Get a five-day free trial. We also have all full episodes of The Road on IWTV, a ton of past Limitless events in full. So uh, definitely a good investment if, you, if you'd like to keep it $10 a month, uh, just like the WWE Network. And it's got so many different independent wrestling promotions on there. It'll make your head spin. So uh, give that a look if you haven't. Excellent stuff. Looking forward to the Vacation Land Cup. But we're talking about The Road real quick here before we get into our guest. You're not special guest, just our guest. The Road Episode 5 went down this past week. What were some of your favorites from it? Well, uh, we saw this was an interesting kickoff. Uh, one half of Waves and Curls, Trayvon Jordan. One half of Even Stevens and Steve Somerset. Both men typically tag team competitors with injured partners right now. Trayvon picking up the win. Very impressive in singles action was Trayvon. And uh, I think we're going to see more of it throughout the series. The competition, Champ Matthews and Connor Murphy making quick work of Limitless Dojo students Dylan Nix and Connor Hex and post-match calling out the mainstay posse. Obviously, Aiden Agro at the time of recording still out with an injury to his shoulder. So um, uh, definitely sending a message to one of the top teams in Limitless Wrestling for when Aiden Agro is ready to go once again. Uh, Eric Johnson keeping the streak alive on the road. Remains undefeated in the series, undefeated since March of this year. Defeating he's been Elijah awesome, man. He's been yeah, so good. It's it's the run of his life right now, honestly. And he's, you know, he's had a couple runs before his jiving Jimmy Capone, but like, uh, I, I was talking to him about this a few weeks ago. Just, I think he's putting out some of the best matches he ever has right now. Do you see Eric potentially on full scale limitless shows once things get rolling? I do. I, I, I mean, I don't know how you can deny the success he's had on the series. Um, and I, I think we need to get him in the ring with some big competition here on the road, whether it's later this season or season three. And then by the time shows come back around, I'm very intrigued if that undefeated streak's going to remain intact. Maybe that's something that he does bring to the shows. 
In the match that you said you want everyone to really check out this week, Kennedy Copeland defeated Logan Black. Yeah, fuck, man. What a, what a match for Kennedy. Logan Black requesting this one. Uh, he's an interesting cat. He loves to put people to the test. And uh, I, I think he brought the absolute best out of Kennedy Copeland. Uh, one of my favorite matches I've seen from both of them. That one's just up for free as a last night on youtube.com slash limitless wrestling. So either seek out the full episode on IWTV or check out that main event for sure. Well, you um, know, just Kennedy brutal. Copeland, Kenny Copeland had to have a little bit of a comeback match here. Cause oh, Christ sakes. last time I checked her last time out, she lost to the outlier, the main attraction, Mac Daniels and Mac Daniels. And I have been talking, Randy. I'm sure. I'm his agent now. Keep this in mind. We've been talking. And as I said, he, he ain't going to perform in Limitless Wrestling under these circumstances. Who says he's been asked? Uh, sources. So he and I have been talking. And we have some provisions that we're going to be bringing your way in the coming weeks. Oh, I can't wait. Okay. I can't so, wait. I, I only can assume it concludes with you making your way back to Limitless Wrestling. I, I, I'm I, banned from Limitless Wrestling. I so know, I, but... I don't, I don't know how, un, unless by the your good grace here, which we know you have very little, then, then maybe I can. But we have ideas. We have thoughts. And we have prayers. We are going to prayers. bring them okay. your way. All right. By the way, before we talk about episode six, since we're talking about you and your your doings here, I, I saw a tweet that indicated that you're someone who is a, a bottle flipper, and <laughs> and 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 it was Baker Mayfield of the Cleveland Browns flipping a bottle, yeah. and the, the tweet said, uh, "Is this Randy Carver or something?" And then did you see my reply to that? I didn't. Oh, you didn't? No. You you really didn't. I honestly did not. I, I don't even know if I've seen this tweet. Oh, you haven't? I don't think so. Was I tagged in it? Uh, you were not tagged in it. Oh, so, okay. So hold on here. I'm going to send it to you. Yeah. And and I would like you to read it uh, out loud here as, as I send this to you. Do you oh, want to explain cool. this whole bottle flipping thing? Honestly, I don't know. I just like, I flip a lot of bottles. You know, they get down to peak bottle flip point. Like I drink a lot of water. And uh, I don't know. They get down to peak bottle okay. flipping point, and I like to see how crafty I can get with uh, flipping it onto something. Okay. I've tried a lot of different surfaces. Where are you sending me this? Well, okay, okay. Well, so it looks like the original tweet was deleted, but the uh, <laughs> the, re the reply has not been, which was from me. Okay. From uh, someone you know awfully well, the local Aquaman expert. Oh, okay. Uh, Common <laughs> tweet and deleter. Who... <laughs> Who, who said that after Baker Mayfield flipped that bottle, it said, is this Randy Carver or something? And I said, huh? Baker Mayfield doesn't rent faulty cages and try to kill his fans. <laughs> what a fucking... <laughs> oh, my God. And, and uh, the reply said, John, in all capital letters. And I said, that's some outlaw mud show crap right there. <laughs> so, that's funny. Uh, and, and 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 the reply to that was, you would know. And I said, I do. I have to listen to him every week. So, <laughs> just saying. Just saying. Eric Greenleaf, you're screwed in a few minutes. Anyway, oh, uh, episode, episode six of The Road coming up this week. 
this this is an interesting episode here. Yeah, uh, a lot going on this episode. Main event is absolutely wild. Uh, Slade and Bobby Orlando is our main event this week. Bobby Orlando 1-0 in the series after retaining the Blitzkrieg Bedlam Championship a few weeks ago. Now has quite a challenge in front of him. Slade actually has appeared in Limitless before, uh, only on a studio taping. However, we had him at a dojo taping against your boy Malik Logan, actually. Um, Jeez, I think it was last year at this point, like early last year. Um, But Slade making his return, his debut on the series. We also have the return of Kaiju Big Battle. We saw American Beetle make his debut a few weeks ago, defending the Kaiju Grand Championship against Perry Von Vicious. That was interrupted by Dr. Cube and the Posse. They stole the championship. So now we've got six Kaiju tag team action. It's Beetle, Perry, and Power Ranjuru against Double Unicorn Dark, Bear Ranger, and Big Talix, accompanied by Dr. Cube. Beetle fighting to get his Grand Championship back. Uh, We've got a season one rematch as well. We don't do a ton of rematches on the road, but this one personally requested by Kirby Wackerman, who's looking to get back on the right track. 0-2 on season one of the road, now going one-on-one with Nick Stapp, who picked up his first victory in the series last season against Kirby. So Kirby looking to get his win back on Baby Girl. And this one we actually have not announced yet. So if you're listening to the podcast, you're getting an inside scoop here. Brett Ryan Gosling. Returning to the road, the victorious one, going one-on-one with the Greek freak, Elia Markopoulos. So uh, I'm very excited for that one as well. Kind of the old and new of New England wrestling going one-on-one, even though Elia Markopoulos is still younger than a lot of people in the New England wrestling scene. He's just been at it so long since he was a young teenager. So uh, putting the experience to good use against the young BRG. Doesn't get much more Greek than that, huh? No, no, Markopoulos. (laughs) Quite a name. <laughs> and we talked about BRG just last week and how, how far he's come, too. So that, that should be really great stuff there. And that's coming to you this week. Again, uh, the road is bringing it right now, and it's keeping Limitless afloat. And we're excited to see what is still to come. I promise you there will be some fireworks still to come on the road. Just my gut. Just my gut, Randy. Yeah, I'm sure you love fireworks. All right, Randy, this is what you wanted. You're giving the people what they might not want, but this is what you wanted. I, whoa, I Greenleaf put a poll up here, and, and I believe the people wanted him on the podcast. It's it's hard to get a quality sample size when three people vote in a poll, Randy. There was, I saw 18 at one point. Oh, 18. That's what some people draw at these local shows going on right now. How about <laughs> that? Well, at your behest... Here is Limitless Wrestling and Let's Wrestle senior official Eric Greenleaf. This has been an encounter more than 70 episodes brewing over the course of three years here. But Eric Greenleaf, welcome to the Limitless Wrestling Podcast. It's about damn time, John Elba. It's amazing because... We know your refing is like crappy, but your mic sounds just as bad as that. And now we lost him. How about that? Did we really? Randy, are you kidding me? Are oh, you kidding no. me, Randy? This is what you orchestrate here on the Limitless Wrestling Podcast. The I guy just, just dropped out. We had so many questions. <laughs> he's scared of me. That's he's what not this is about. You. I don't think he's scared. He's scared of me. 
Dude probably didn't even charge his phone. Let's see. Greenleaf, oh. we got you we got you back here. Yeah, where'd you go? Uh, you were the one who disappeared on us, as you typically disappear from contentious situations in limitless oh, wrestling. God. Anyway, welcome to the podcast. We're glad, well, some of us here are glad you're with us. But I I I can't believe we're doing this. I, I guess tell everyone what the hell you've been up to in quarantine. Just that I'm quarantined. I haven't been doing much. I've just been doing stuff on the road. But I'm just wondering what you've been doing too. I haven't seen you. If, if you haven't seen me, you're just not looking in the right place because Randy, <laughs> Randy, Randy knows that's not true, and I'm not doing anything. So you're just not looking in the right places, or your internet connection's about five years behind everybody else. So <laughs> do do a quick Google search of John Alba and COVID nineteen, and that might give you an idea of what I've been up to, Greenleaf. Listen I don't know. Guy. Listen to this guy, Randy. What are you, what are you, what are you doing here? <laughs> I, I, what, what, what is going on here? All right. Anyway, Randy, tell me why we're doing this. What, what's your point of bringing Eric Greenleaf on with us? Well, um, other than the, uh, the plethora of votes that he received on his own poll, um, I, I don't know. Like, I, I think Greenleaf has a, a very unique story. We started the very same day with IWE uh, in 2013. So he's he's just been one of the few people in Limitless Wrestling who has literally seen everything grow from day one, uh, has been a part of pretty much every single Limitless Wrestling event. So uh, I, I think there's a uniqueness to that. I think there's uh, probably some interesting stories that not a lot of people would have. Well... Eric, you started with Randy. What what got your start in main wrestling? What made you want to suit up your boots and give it a shot? Honestly, I have no idea. Like, I started going to the IWE shows in 2009. And over the next two years, I became friends with the promoter, Eric Johnson, at the time and Johnny Primer, and I was like, I want to try this. So I started training to be more than a referee, but various concussions in the month kind of put that on the back burner. And we had a show in way up north in Island Falls, um, that was seven years ago, and they needed a referee because they didn't have any for that show. And Eric Johnson, along with Joey Torres at the time, was like, Hey, give this kid a shot. First time ever in a referee shirt, and I did the entire show, and it's been like that ever since. That let was me, seven years ago last month, actually. That's let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. It is the least bit surprising bit of information I've ever heard to hear that you were only given a shot by default. So, <laughs> so, 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 do you, what was your first match? Do you remember what your first match was? 
I have no idea. Of course not. <laughs> what are we doing here, Randy? What? 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 I am a journalist. I am a journalist, and and you bring this peasant onto my kingdom. Oh, oh my God. now. Anyway, so so you, so you you've been doing that. You're you're repping for IWE, and you're making your way up and down Maine. Uh, how did you get involved with the Limitless stuff? Um, when Randy was talking about starting the promotion, um, there were only two referees in Maine that were capable enough to help him out in that aspect, and that was me and Joey Gleitz. I mean, I was the... I wasn't the best referee in Maine until up to that point, but I... Well, we know that. Hang it, wait a minute, wait. I, am, I can say that I am now. I have been in the past five years, I can tell you that. Okay. We'll, um, we'll, we'll agree to disagree. Keep going, please, by all means. So, I don't know. I just, at that, in 2015, when he was talking about it, I was on the verge of quitting. And you probably would have loved that. But I, I, I don't know. I, at that point, I wasn't doing much. I was going out of state maybe once, twice every other month not really doing much and then he was talking about how he wanted to start this up and that kind of gave me my fire back and now it's never going to leave so John you always see me on TV right well listen I'm interested as a journalist in hearing more about this whole idea of you Almost quitting. Why were you almost gonna quit? It wasn't. It wasn't fun anymore. Like I grew up watching wrestling, and I don't know if it was just because I'm in the business, so I know more than I did as a kid. But it just—it wasn't fun. I wasn't enjoying anything I was doing. I just—I was burnt out, and having. I mean, I like to travel, but like, it was a lot of travel. It was a lot of long nights, and I'm not a guy that likes to stay up a lot. I'm, I love my sleep, so it just, it got to the point where I'm like, is this what I want to do for the rest of my life? And at that point, it wasn't. And then Did you know this, Randy? I, uh, I mean, there was a point, I think, in late 2014, early 2015, when I think a lot of the people who were in the class, so to speak, of me and Greenleaf were pretty over it. Um, we're spent mentally and emotionally. It was just kind of a tough time uh, within the bounds of uh, IWE for a lot of people who really cared about it. And um, I think that's really what prompted and it's not just IWE alone I think main wrestling uh, at that point was struggling and um, it was a, just a, a tough time morale wise anywhere you went so I think that a lot of people were kind of feeling burnt out on it it's crazy to say burnt out when we were two years in but um, 
it just uh, the fun was gone. Like he said, it was just kind of a tough time to to pull yourself out of for and like you're in the world that you you know truly wanted to be in too. It was a dream to get here, and now you're here, and it kind of sucks. And that's like that's a lot to take sometimes, and a lot to figure out. So. Uh, I did know that he was kind of on the verge of uh, at least being done for a while at one point, but uh, you know, I'm I'm happy that he stuck with it. Well, he did he did stick with it, and to your credit, Eric, you've gone on to stick around here in Limitless Wrestling for the last five years. You've seen a lot of great matches over the years. What's been your favorite one, or any that have stood out that you've been able to be a part of? Um, my favorite limitless match that I've been a part of is, um, I remember, I don't remember the, the show, but it, the main event, uh, Ricochet and Matt Seidel, like, I, no, no one knows except for Randy and some of the guys backstage, but I was penciled in to be the official for Cody Rhodes, Cody Rhodes versus JT Dunn and last minute it got changed and I was upset like that I thought would have been my breakout match with Cody and being in there and after the show Randy came up to me and said that I'd be able to make the next show and he told me who it was and it, I wouldn't say it was a consolation prize, but being in the ring with those two was definitely something special. And then obviously, AG and MJF at the Expo last year. Can you give us some background on that story, Randy? Yeah, I actually don't know if we ever talked about it, but um, there's there's a few people in the locker room who. Uh, I will give the leniency to if they have something particular that they want to do with a certain referee. Um, I do think, and and this is just something I've learned throughout the years is um, some wrestlers really prefer a certain referee, whether it's for how they move, how they communicate, um, how much they're in the way versus how much they're not in the way. And uh, JT typically has a preference for Tony P. And I believe that was, if I had to guess, I believe that was the switch that night was uh, they had a spot for Tony P to take the bump. Um, And I think especially where uh, a bump situation has happened, like happening, I think a wrestler is certainly more comfortable with someone that they know um, and probably someone that they've done it with before. So I'm pretty sure that was the switch that night and that's why it happened. So you're saying wrestlers can make requests to have or to not have certain referees. But then whenever I ask, not to have Eric Greenleaf, I always get Eric Greenleaf. So what's the deal here? Well, it's it's certain wrestlers, wrestlers I trust, um, you know, wrestlers who uh, have a kinship with referees. And, you know, sometimes, John, you just can't overlook the chemistry that uh, a few people will have in a situation. And Mm -hmm. I think you and Eric Greenleaf certainly possess some (laughs) zest, some spice for the crowd to take in. Uh, it's, it's always a very interesting conundrum when you guys are around each other. So I like to perpetuate that energy. Interesting. Interesting. You see, not only that, Elba, either. I, as the senior official 
and not only Flaming Lips or Let's Wrestle, but the senior official in all of Maine, I feel like it's my responsibility to be in the ring with the Limitless Dojo students. And that includes your boy, Matt Daniels. I don't, I don't see what you're getting at here. I, I don't see what you're getting at here at all. But anyway, what's, what are some of the more infamous moments you've been a part of in main wrestling? Because not just through Limitless or Let's Wrestle, you've been through IWE and a lot of the other promotions that have come here for a cup of coffee. What's been something that has stood out to you as, uh, wow, that was, that was something. Oh, man. Um, I, I, so there we have there's a promotion in Maine that runs twice a year for, like, charity events and stuff. And I was, wasn't doing anything for a weekend, so I went down and was a referee. I was in a cage match, and... I ended up taking a bump in that match. And I see this other referee running as fast as he can down the rampway to get in. The second he gets in, he he's supposed to take a bump. But instead of taking the bump, he literally face grinds his entire face down the side of his cage, drops on his head, and I'm on the floor trying not to laugh because it's hilarious and I saw um, a fan cam of it and it was just the funniest thing I've ever seen in the ring. Oh my god, that is I can't I totally <laughs> forgot about I was the ring announcer for that show. That was referee Chris Barry. I, I um, did not even need to guess who it was. Dude. I was confident it was Chris Barry. <laughs> he fucking comes barrel assing in Gets tossed like over the top rope to take like a header off the cage, but just pole vaults himself over the top rope. He fucking grinds his forehead down the steel cage and his shoe flew off. He was out of his yep. fucking shoes by the end of it. That's I, I will find the clip of that. I have it somewhere. That it, was that in the dome? That was not in the dome. Um, it was actually a charity they did with some of the cast members of the logging show that used to be up here. I think it was American oh. loggers. Um, that was in a really weird place. That was a long drive on the coast. I don't remember where it was, but I love the dome. I popped the other day to see that you also love the dome. Oh yeah. Um, it's, it's an amazing venue. That'd be a fun, fun limitless show to run one day somewhere. Uh, a certain size show to run. I bet that it dome. could happen. I bet we yeah. could make it happen. Yeah. Um, well, that's an interesting story, and as you were describing it, it was not surprising to hear that it was Eric Berry because, uh, or, or to Chris Berry, rather. See, I'm combining you guys um, because uh, 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 Chris Berry is also awful. So, you know, it's slim pickings here, remain, but it's okay. Um, so how have you been adjusting, Eric, to calling these empty arena matches? Um... It's definitely different than live shows. Um, I know competitors, they feed off the energy of the crowd, but for me, I also do that. Um, so having little or no fans is strange, but something I'm not, it's something I'm not used to, but also 
something I've done. Like, we do practice matches at the dojo with three people as fans. So it's different. It's not as high energy, and there's not a lot of reactions that you can come off with a crowd when there's no one there, but it's not something I'm something that's not new to me. Who's your favorite prospect at the dojo right now? Oh, well, I'll tell you who it's not. It's not Mac Daniels. Um, I, I love Doug Weiser and Dave Dyer. Doug Weiser is... Brady, this guy is the worst. What are we doing here? <laughs> what do you mean? Doug Weiser is the most charismatic guy in the dojo. Have you seen uh, his dance breaks, John? Doug Weiser, I can smell him from here. And the Belfast Bulldog? Woof, woof. Next thing I know, he's going to be wrestling in jeans like 1999 British Bulldog. Don't tempt him. Oh, I'm sure. That was a real successful run that Davey Boy had, let me tell you. You For guys real, are crazy. Though, I, uh, while we're on this subject, I mentioned this to you, John. I'd like to start a little Dojo Corner like segment here on the podcast. Um, I mean, we've got some students, like a good amount of students who are wrestling on shows now, some of which participating in other jobs. Um, I, I think maybe like a five to ten minute segment here and there talking with a student, kind of getting their name out there a little bit to the limitless audience may not be a bad idea. Okay. You and Greenlee can host that segment. <laughs> yeah, okay. I'm only do that if it's back in. You know, one day you're going to come to regret that. You're going to come to regret that when Mac Daniels is under the bright lights of WrestleMania, and you're going to be there eating your Chef Boyardee in Maine, and you're going to regret it. That's okay. That's that's neither here nor there. Amazingly, amazingly, we have some fan questions for you. And I'm not saying they're, I'm not saying they're fans of you. They're fans of the podcast. So bear with me here, okay? Uh, Rob wants to know what's the biggest regret of your career. Biggest regret of my career. Yeah, we're we're starting off on on a really high note here. <laughs> um, probably not being able to travel as much as I could have when I first started in the business. I didn't start. I didn't start traveling until 2014, 2015, and I was only like once, twice a year, and I could have gone. And what? Least. What's your biggest accomplishment? Honestly, just being able to consistently do my job, like. It's refereeing is not easy at all. And being able to adapt and learn on the fly, it's really amazing. And there's nothing I would never change. Jared is piggybacking off of Rob here, Eric. And he asks, what's your most regrettable life choice? Meeting you. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> Meeting me. 
was regrettable. You got to hold my Emmy. Yeah, it was kind of plastic. It was it was very light, like almost in plastic. Are you kidding me? Get the hell out of here. <laughs> well, here, go ahead, Randy. Ask him the question that Matt wants to know. Okay. Uh, Matt would like to know if given the opportunity to give John Alba one move in the ring, what is it and why would it be the Steiner screwdriver? Oh, that's a good move, but it wouldn't be that. Um, honestly, I have thought about this, I've thought about this for a while. And John, you've had your my name in your mouth a lot over these, what, 70 or so episodes. So I'd give you the stink face so you can kiss my ass. <laughs> how many how many writers did it take to write that one? Greenleaf is unfiltered. No, you're right. Greenleaf just goes into those like discreet online chat rooms where you can like <laughs> hook up with someone from Russia and he gets his jokes from there. Oh, okay. Hey, hey, buddy, it's China. Thanks. Oh, okay. All right. All right. So I see where we're going here. Eric Greenleaf, listen, here's the deal, man. When I met you, I liked you. But then every time I encountered you, you screwed up. And when you, when you, when you screw up, you get held accountable. You were unfair. I mean, have you not seen? Go through the limitless archives. There are matches to prove this. Look no further. No further. Then the Aiden Agro match in Let's Wrestle, where all I was asking you to do was to check on my boy, Mac Daniels, who was hurt. He was injured. You wouldn't check on him. And because of that, I ended up getting hurt. Okay? That's how personal vendettas are formed. It is not my fault that I find myself angry at you on a routine basis. Do you understand where I'm coming from here? Well, maybe you should. Maybe you should align yourself with someone smarter. He was a young gun. He was a rookie. Yeah, I don't know what I was doing. I was checking on him. I, I, I make sure both talents in the ring are safe. This is, this is not accurate, but anyway. I really thought you were going to bring up the uh, Mac Daniels and. BRG, where I held BRG. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I'm getting there, okay? I I wasn't there in person for that, unfortunately. But the way your favoritism, you, you play against me, and Randy, quite frankly, I can't believe you sanctioned this, where you allow him to be in the ring with Mac Daniels without me there present. It is It is like this election uh, struggles that we've heard about where these electors were alleging that they were not allowed to watch votes be counted, Randy. I should be there when Mac Daniels is performing. I should have a camera there live streaming if I cannot be there. And You're comparing yet, Eric Greenleaf refereeing on live shows to the election? I'm comparing it to fraud, which is what Eric Greenleaf is, a fraud. Yeah. The door's open for you at Let's Wrestle, John. You know, well, first, first off, I have business to sk- to squash with the Belfast Bulldog, Dave Dyer, first, because that was gonna happen. Like that was that was a thing that was going to happen, and we were ready to do that. I was ready to 
throw some fists to cops with Dave Dyer. But after we do that, Greenleaf, you want your chance at me. You want to hit one move in the ring on me. I will happily square off with you in what would be an all-time limitless wrestling classic. Sometimes I don't know if you just say things on this podcast that that I should hold you literally to. You should, Randy. You should. That's that's some money right there on the table, boys. That's the kind of thing that sells out the dome in Naraguegas, okay? Celebrity boxing. (laughs) Okay, I'm just saying. Anyway, haha Christmas discs, dicks ass. It's a good name. Is is a hot dog a sandwich? Yes. Anything with meat in between bread is a sandwich. Randy, how do you feel about that? I don't know how I feel. I don't even know if I've honestly ever been asked this question before. I just think a hot dog's a hot dog. Yeah, because it's not a sandwich. <laughs> uh, Jason Worthing has a good question. Favorite memory of Joey Gleason? Did he have any impact on you as a ref? He he definitely had an impact later in my career, especially when we both started for Limitless. Um, the best memory? I don't think I had. Oh man, there's too many to count. He was just always there. He he'd always watch my matches as when I first started and give me advice. And he was never one to shoot from the hip. He was he's a straight shooter, and if I fuck up, he let me know. He just he was. One of the very few guys I could go to for advice when I needed it, and I'm there's never going to be anyone like him again. It's a good response. I'll give you credit on that. Then our last question, which is probably our most important question, Jessica asks, "What the hell did you do to your hair?" What did I do to my hair? I don't do nothing to my hair. I have one guy that cuts my hair, and right now he can't do it. So I, I was going to say, who the fuck is that? It's Bradford the Barber, the one guy that always cuts my hair. But during this COVID crisis, he can't. So I went to a corner street barber shop. Down and you found the local. You found a local squirrel, gave him a pair of hedge clippers, and said, "Have at it." I mean, that's how Bradford does it. <laughs> <laughs> How did you, what did you ask for? I just said I needed I told them I needed to be professional and camera ready. <laughs> I think you're on your way to challenging John for his hairy. I mean, if you're talking about America's funniest home video, sure, absolutely. I mean, you're totally ready to go then. I don't know, John. I'm still not convinced that's a real hair. Not convinced it's my real hair. I've been kicked in the face and thrown in a freaking body bag and my hair didn't move. Which means it's fake. If it doesn't move, it's no, fake. If it moves, it means it's falling off my head. Well. It's physics, Greenleaf. I know you didn't complete seventh grade, but it's physics. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Get in the ring at one point, over. Randy, so help me God, make this match. 
Mac Daniels will train, Mac Daniels will train me vigorously, and I will I'm be ready. ready. For that. I will be ready. I will be. In the, I will be in the best physical shape of my life. I will be the second most perfect combination of aesthetics and athletic ability in the history of Limitless Wrestling to take on we're in almost the 2020, end of 2020. All right, so that's going to take about five years. All right, so I have time. Don't worry. Greenleaf is ready. One, one thing we didn't touch on is he, he had wrestling gear from day one. He was going to be Zach Quintus back in the day. <laughs> wow. That's intimidating. Go? That's real intimidating. Well, this has certainly been an event. This is an event that has happened. Um, Eric, yeah, Greenleaf, Eric Greenleaf is the Toby Flenderson to my Michael Scott. And that's that's just... I, I know you don't have internet access there, Eric Greenleaf, but it's a sh from a show called The Office. Uh, it ran from 2004 through 2013 on NBC. And I, I am glad to hear that you are in one piece after your mishap with the barber. And I, I hope that one day our paths will cross again so that we can bring this uh, feud to, uh, to a boil here. And I will stand tall in the dome as the undisputed champion of the Limitless Wrestling Podcast. I'm sorry. I we we don't we use actual microphones here instead of the stethoscope style devices that they used in the 1920s. So next time you come back on, you can bring one and we'll have a real conversation. How about that? Oh, I'll be back. And I wanna. You should thank me right now, Elba. Like, go ahead and thank me right now. For what? This will be the best podcast you've ever been a part of. Uh, this episode will be your highest rated one ever. Randy, I'm never letting you do the booking again for this thing. Oh, come on. Come on. People are going to love this. It sounds like he's talking to a snorkel. <laughs> Go ahead, Randy. Tell, tell everyone what they should know about Eric Greenleaf before we sign off here. You want me to tell them? Yeah, I, no, I want you to tell everyone listening what what they should know about Eric Greenleaf as we sign off here. Well, um, as much shit as we give him, I think Greenleaf has been one of the hardest workers behind the scenes of Limitless Wrestling since the very start. Um, there's a lot of thankless jobs as it comes with uh, running a professional wrestling company, and he's done a lot of them. Uh, one of the first through the door, one of the last out. Um, very similar to, you know, the, the referees before him, uh, like a Joey Gleets, um, one of the hardest workers in the locker room. And, um, you know, uh, I love to give him shit, but honestly, like one of the, one of the best people to have around for everything that we've done uh, and everything that we continue to do. He's been here from day one. Um, I've seen him, you know, start his wrestling career as a referee, start as a wrestler um, when he began to train. Um just happy to have him around at the end of the day. And uh, Greenleaf, let them know. Uh, let them know where they can follow you on social media, so they can keep up with the life and times of the old Greenleaf. 
Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, both are at refgreenleaf 13 uh, And you can catch me on the road every Wednesday. He said it. Check out the road every Wednesday via Limitless Wrestling. We will see you guys next time.